When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Slime around in one and all, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Good Bastard. If I'm reaching for this rocket, then I'm out of pocket. I cross my T's and dot my eyes and knock it out of socket. Taking shots. All right. We got Slimeroni jumping off the porch with us today. The one and only. Hey, how hey. you feeling, Sue? Feel great. How you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. It's a pleasure to have you on the porch with us today. Appreciate it. Thank you for having no me. No problem. So you just moved to the city of Atlanta. So how does it feel to live out here now? It feel good. Like, it's just so easy to do shit now. Like, music, meet people all day. Like, I feel... I feel like I'm really like finna spread my wings out here type shit. That's real. Yeah. What made you come up with the idea to like, you know what? I'm just gonna relocate to chase my dream. I feel like I did everything that was to do with Memphis. Like I started off being underground. Like I really gained that fan base and then started moving to bigger stages. Like I did FedEx one, did the Gotta Badge with the girls and stuff. So I feel like I really peaked in Memphis. Like that's like the biggest thing one of the biggest things you can do there type shit. And I just feel like, like the shit that I'm on and the level that I'm on and you just can't be around like certain stuff. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be somewhere that's gonna help you grow type shit. Like I grew a lot there, like I'm from there. You know what I'm saying? But like really had to just uproot, put that seed somewhere else to watch it flourish type shit, you know? No, that's real. How would you describe the culture and the way of life of Memphis? Uh, it's gangster, it's all about pimping, like just being smooth, being player about shit, like it's about like hustling and grinding and like learn how to finesse type shit, you know, like it'd be fun sometimes, like, like if you know, you know type shit, but like sometimes it's like, damn, like, like the violence and stuff, like it really do be getting out of hand. So how would you describe your childhood coming up? It had its good times and it also had its bad times. So like, I don't really know if it was like 50-50 or what, but I was just say like, well yeah, like throughout my whole childhood, yeah, it was 50-50. And what part of Memphis are you from? I'm from the East. Hey, so what's make what would you say makes East Memphis different from the rest of the parts of Memphis? I say East Memphis is like, <laughs> it's, um, it's a little better, like far as like crime wise and stuff, like shit's be going down over there still, but like, I would say like the houses, I don't know. Cause I'm like in every part of the city, like I'd say like fire houses in the Haven. And, it's then the third, but like, I don't know. It's a lot of older people over there. Death for sure, it's a lot of Mexicans over there. A lot of families and shit over there. So, yeah, sound about right. So, again, how would you describe coming up in Eastside? 
It was cool. Like, sometimes, like, playing with my friends and stuff and, like, just certain memories I have, like, my cousin or my sister, like, just certain stuff like that. Taking trips every now and then, but it was hard. Like, my mom was a single mom with two kids. My dad was never around. I ain't called, send a check, nothing. So, like, my grandma helped raising me for most of my life and shit. And then um, my mom had, she had got married twice. Like, the first time we moved to Florida, like, it was cool at first, then some shit happened, so it was like, we really didn't know what to do, just trying to get on our feet type shit, move back to Memphis. And yeah, it was a lot. Like I deal with a lot type shit, like at home, at school. Yeah, at times it really was a lot. What type of kid would you describe yourself as growing up? I would say at first I was like more outgoing and shit. Um, <laughs> I was like, I really didn't have no filter. Like, I still be like this sometimes. But, like, um, uh, <laughs> I feel like I was real, just like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, very dead. But, like, just going through shit, like, just getting picked on a lot, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't, like, no bad kid. Like, like, I was like, with you? I wasn't an annoying-ass kid, like, none of that. Like, I had friends, like, I was cool, and, like, I did what I was supposed to do, but I just, it just seemed like, like, the boys, you know, they be like, when boys be mean to you, they mean they like you and shit like that. And like, so the dudes be mean to me and the girls be mean to me. Like, you think you all that, doing all that kid shit. Then I come home and I got to deal with that shit too. So it was just, it really started making me become like an introvert, like really more to myself. I'm my damn, like, every time I do something, this motherfucker browse, I feel just shut the fuck up. And I say nothing. And so it just made me start like thinking a lot and like, being observant of what's around me type shit. So like, I'd be like this. I'd be like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm just chilling. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm just real like, cool, laid back. But I was anxious a lot. Like I was nervous a lot. But I still like put on my brave face when I had to. So what got you into anime? Man, this shit was just live as hell. Like, just seeing shit that you really can't do in the real world, seeing them like do all that. Come here, come here, come here. <laughs> 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 he was like, damn, this shit was live as hell. Like, and you could really relate to the stories in anime a lot. Like, a lot of them just be like really sad, deep stories, and you could start like relating to the characters and shit like this. So, that's how I really. Start liking it. And I talk about it at school and shit with my friends. What made you fill out that application for Hollister? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I had just went in there. Excuse me. I had went in there and I was looking for something. And then one of the dudes who worked there, he was just like, hey, you want a job here? And I was like, I was like 15, 16. I'm like, hell yeah, I need the damn money. So that's why I just did it like this. Lit. <laughs> I know you thought you was the shit at the time. I, I was. was. <laughs> and was. <laughs> Get them discounts, you know that shit was high as hell. <laughs> you know what I'm 
what I'm saying? Yeah. How did it feel to be independent and making your own money? It felt good. Like, even when I was young, like, I would still be trying to save, like, money for birthday cards, Christmas, like, stuff like that, and just doing a little shit to get some money. So, like, it's always been in me, but to really, like, make that, like, step in the world, I like, feel like I'm kind of, like, um, my grown shit, you know, we feel grown, we like 16 and shit, I like, hell yeah, I'm the shit. Nah, for sure. <laughs> so at what point would you say you jumped off the porch? Sheesh. I don't even know. I feel like I came out the womb like that damn near, like, it's been that from the start type shit. So, yeah. What would you say separated you from the rest where you felt like, you know what, this will make me different and this will make me special? Um, just going through that shit as a kid what I was talking about earlier, just not really feeling like I fit in or where I belonged and stuff. So it was just like, it really started turning into me being like, I don't really give a fuck, you know what I'm saying? I'ma just do me, so like, I'd say around like high school, like that's when I really started like stepping into that. You know, like? Yeah, yeah, started really figuring out like who I was and shit like that. Like more so like towards the end when I was like graduating and stuff, but like still along the way, just like, okay, mental note. All right, got that type shit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Where would you say your musical attributes came from? Where would your love for music come from? It's always been around. Like, I grew up in the church. I grew up Catholic. So, like, just a devout Catholic. My folks made me go to church, Sunday school, all that type of shit. So, seeing, like, my folks being in the choir, like my grandma and my auntie, like, I really connected with that. But, like, my mom would listen to people like Jill Scott, Missy Elliott, like, mystical people like that. Like, my auntie would listen like, Michael Jackson and Mariah Carey. I was just around so many people who did music. Like, my brother, like, he played classical music. Like, he sang opera, he played piano and stuff. So, like, and I danced and stuff, too. Like, not like a pole, but like... <laughs> When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. <laughs> like, I competed and I, like, you know, took, took a lot of dance classes when I was younger and shit. So, like, it's always been around me. That's real. At what point would you say you knew you were taking it serious? I say when I was in college. That's when I started taking music serious. Like, I really wasn't a school person, period. So, I just, like, wasn't paying attention when I was going to class. What was your major? Shit. It was liberal arts, because um, I had a scholarship, but I wanted to do criminology, like, to get into, like, psychopaths, mind, like, like, what the fuck wrong with you, type shit? <laughs> <laughs> but they wanted me to do some other shit, like airport security. I was like, nah, I fucked it. So then I got a little scholarship in liberal arts, and it just, 
it wasn't doing nothing. Like it didn't really do nothing for me. Then I had switched it and went to a different school, did fashion and merchandising. So I learned a lot in the first half, like learned about the business side of it, but like learning how to sew, like that shit hard as fuck. And I was like, I'd rather pay somebody to do this shit, so. <laughs> so yeah, like once I started letting a lot of people hear my shit, cause I had made a song, like I was mad about, <laughs> mad as hell about these bum ass niggas I had ran across. So I had made a little song and I just started letting people I chill with like here and they was just like, hey, you got something. Like they weren't even bullshit. So I was like, okay. So then I made me a SoundCloud. I had dropped a few songs and I had people was really rocking with them. So I was like, damn, like, I think this for me, like music, you, it's funny how you always circle back to shit that you really loved as a kid. So like, I'm like, damn, like, I know this is what I'm supposed to do. So talk about that project you dropped in 2017, Misunderstood. <laughs> that was like my hello world moment as a young artist. And I wanted each song to be like a different side of me, different side of my personality and stuff. And just, just try different stuff. Like that's always been me, like wanting to like express myself in different ways type shit. So like, you know, talk about my background and stuff, and then that side of me where I'm like, bitch, I don't give a fuck, you can't fuck with me. Then the side of me that's like really sad and emo, cause you know, like been through a lot of shit, lost a lot of people and stuff. So yeah, and it was misunderstood. Like it's like a double entendre and shit. So I just, I always feel misunderstood by people and stuff. Like people always judge me before they even knew me type shit. So, yeah. That's real. Like, this me. How was the project received? What was the feedback? It was fire. Like, people to this day still be rapping my shit from that joint. It's crazy. Like, like me, I don't even be listening to my old shit sometimes. I'm like, nah, fuck that. I'm on this new shit. Like, this shit way harder. Like, it be kind of cringy. Like, but it's good to see your growth type shit. But, like, Man, a lot of people loved it. A lot of people felt where I was coming from, and it just it just helped me realize, like, damn, I'm not as alone as I think I am, type shit. No, that's real. So at what point would you say you met Gloss, K-Carbon, Glorilla, you know, the girls, and Miss Big Lisa, can't forget the Lisa now. Can't forget my girl. Man, I met all them around the same time. Like, I didn't heard their music before. But um, we had met, was it last year? I think officially I had seen Gloss at a show prior to that. And she had just had her baby. She just walk around with her baby. She's like, you slime, right? And I was like, yeah. She was like, you pretty and you hard. I was like, thank you, you too. Then a couple months later, like I had officially saw all of them at a showcase we was doing and shit. So like when he kid, he was in that house too. I think he was like a judge or something, but like he had just came up to each one of us throughout the night. Like, hey, what y'all think about doing song with some other female rappers and stuff? We were like, hell yeah. Like we been thinking that shit, but sometimes it'd be hard to like, you know, get that together. But like we was in the studio on a list in a week and that's when we made set the tone and like, yeah, the rest is history. Nah, that's real. What would you describe that moment of being in the studio with all these aspiring female rappers as yourself 
and y'all here with this legendary producer from the city and got all y'all together in this room about to make a life-changing record. Man, I was really thinking like, man, I hope they cool. I hope they don't be weird. <laughs> Cause sometimes people be weird. I hope they don't be weird towards me. But then I'm thinking like, damn, these the hardest bitches in the city. Like we all in this room for a reason. Like, bitch, you better must up every motherfucking feeling you got. Come on with the <laughs> hardest shit you can. So that's what I was thinking. I was kind of like, I still be like that, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to work on that, but I was kind of off to myself, but I'll chime in every now and then. They thought I was the assistant. You can ask everyone on that, because I'm just so quiet and just chill. But like when I started rapping, it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> This her, okay. And that's when they really start like talking to me and shit. But like, Elise was like, I'm gonna make this bitch talk to me. So she, <laughs> she really talking to me through it all the time. But it was just a fun ass moment. Just like everybody personalities just coming to life and stuff. And just, it was a vibe. Man, I never forget that day. That's real. How would you describe you chem the chemistry between all y'all? Man, I'm like my sisters. Not Kev, like. I love them to death, we wanna play with each other, we keep it real with each other. Like it's a bond like no other, like you can't put a price on it and nothing, like they're my bitches for life. That's real. So describe the moment that Glow comes out with the big breakout record, Fuck Nigga Free. Man, she had, she had did the song, we had did the video and that was a lit ass day. We had so much fun shooting it for that video. And then I say like a few days later, something like that, like a week later, that whole drop. And she before that, she had played like a little triller of her like vibe to it and shit. That hoe was getting off. Her shit was getting off anyway, but I was like, nah, this the joint. That hoe was just everything was perfect about that song. It still is, you know what I'm saying? So like once that shit took off, I was like, oh, she out of here. She got it. And she been holding it down ever since. That's real. Now the dough was kicked down after that moment for all y'all. And she never forgot about y'all too, which is the realest part. So describe going on tour after Glowdon reached this big momentum and still never forgot about y'all. Came back, made sure y'all was on tour and everything. Man, she always made sure we was included. Like always hit us up like, she a real sweet girl, like for real, for real. Like she ain't even had to do it, but she did. You know what I'm saying? Like it was live as hell. Just seeing her, like get her shine, seeing the whole crowd know her shit word for word. Like she doing the dances, the outfits, the her, like just top tier everything. I'm just like this girl is a star. Like she worked so hard for this shit, and she doing this shit. Like I was just so happy for her. Like. Just every day, I was just happy as hell. I be like, just feel so good. I'm so proud of you. Just feel like a little, feel like a mom or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, hell yeah. That's real. Talk about the breakout record, Shabuya. <laughs> so we had made the joint. We was in Cali, and we did the video out there in Cali, out there in the hills, and it was a fun ass day. Like. It's just so much fun, just like working with our team and stuff, like from the cameraman to the directors and the production, like everybody be cool as hell, everybody be a vibe. And 
Man, I knew that hoe was gonna get off, but I did I think you was gonna get off like that? No, like that shit went bananas. You kicked that bitch off. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the first one done. Like that's that's why I went first. Like he told us like, okay, you know, just introduce yourselves, let the world know who y'all is. So I was just like, man, it's fine. Yeah. What else about me? Hella fine. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So Kick that bitch off. <laughs> Kick it off. How did the concept come together? Like, who was like, all right, we gonna go to Shibuya song? Like, he kid. He always be having like a type of vision for like the songs that we do and stuff. He be like, just give us a theme or some shit, and we just take that and we just write to it. You know mm. what I'm saying? So. It was his idea because he wanted everybody to like get to know us because we had already dropped like the EP and all that by then. So like getting to know each of us as an artist and a song, like just popping our shit. Yeah, it was about that time. No, for sure. How'd it make you feel to have the whole world rapping your shit word for word? <laughs> wow. It's wild. Like people I never thought that shit would reach. Like. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I just feel so blessed and so grateful, like, all the time for it. It's just like, dang, because then they come back and they look at, like, all our old shit and all our individual stuff, like, everybody getting their shine on. Like, it's a great-ass feeling. Nah, for sure. So what are you working on at the moment? What's next for Slime and Run? <sighs> well, working on a project. Thinking about dropping it this summer. Um, Just drop Pocket Rocket. Yes, yes indeed. Um, got some singles and stuff coming out. Most stuff with the girls, of course. Most stuff with he Kid. You know, finding other sounds to play with. Just, you gonna really get to see like more of me as but, an artist. What would you say you want your message to be in your music? I would say, don't take no shit from these bitches and especially don't take no shit from these niggas. Just be you, be confident, like love yourself, flaws and all, but like, you know, be real with yourself and be real with the world. Like, do what the fuck you want to do. Like, feel sexy, feel all the feels, you know what I'm saying? Everything, all this shit. For sure. Why do you feel, as an artist, it's important for you to remain independent after you reach this amount of success? Who said I'm independent? Oh. <laughs> you sign? When you sign? <laughs> Uh, we ain't got to talk about okay, that. Okay, okay. <laughs> Some big shit on the way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What made you decide, like, you know it's time to take that step? Really because, like, you really need a solid-ass team behind you and having a team who know what the fuck they doing is really important. And who got, like, because doing this shit is expensive. Like, being independent, being independent was expensive as fuck. So, like, having somebody to, like, really help you out and believe in you and make your vision come to life bigger than like you thought you could do. I feel like that's hella important for artists. Okay, so when can we expect that next project? This summer, this summer. This summer, we gonna get this it This summer, summer, yeah. 
Yeah, I got some features on there. Got some, got some shit on got there. Got some shit on there. Okay. <laughs> what else you working on besides music right now? Hmm. Working on fashion. I'm going to say, you know you love fashion. I was just getting ready to say it. I'm very much a fashion girl. So, yeah, I'm working towards that. Um, getting in my modeling bags. I've been, I want to model for a long ass time, but like, just being young and insecure and stuff and feeling like I'm not tall enough, I'm not skinny enough, all that type of shit. Like, I just think, I just didn't think I could do it for real, but now it's like so inclusive and so welcoming to so many different people and stuff. So, hell yeah, I'm definitely finna dip into that. I like art, I like pain and stuff. So like, I'm getting into some designing, uh, just everything. I really wanna have my hand in everything. That's real. Any last words and shout outs? Shout out to the real niggas, not the real bitches. Pocket Rocket out now on all platforms. This your girl Slime Running One and Only. Check it out. Hey. If I'm reaching for this rocket, then I'm out of pocket. I cross my T's and dot my eyes and knock it out of socket. Taking shots at me don't work because I'm quick to.